Have you heard of Podfade? Are you afraid of Podfade? Have you been dreaming about pausing or even stopping your show altogether because you're just not feeling it anymore? Or maybe you've decided that you'd like to start a different show, but you're afraid to quit your current one because you'd be labeled a quitter. Well, in this episode, you're going to hear from someone who released 114 episodes over three years with over 46,000 downloads and then just stopped. Just like that. And you're going to learn why that's okay. So let's roll the tape. Welcome to Inside the Podcast Studio, the show where we go behind the scenes with successful independent podcasters to help and inspire you with your podcast. I'm your host, Rob J, and my guest today is going to talk about why it's okay to quit your podcast. That's right. My guest today is Kaz McClintock, host of the Enlightened Podcast and former host of the Building a Better Body podcast a show that she stopped doing after three years, 114 episodes and over 46,000 downloads. So in this episode, you're going to hear why she stopped doing what many would call a successful podcast to start a new show from scratch, what she learned from releasing 114 episodes of her original show, how to get guests to share your episodes and much, much more. So let's get straight into it. Here's my conversation with Kaz McClintock. So for people that don't know who you are, just to kick it off, like just um, give us a bit of background, I guess primarily like outside of podcasting, who is um, Karen McClintock? (laughs) Good question. Although, no, I'm trying to change my name to Kaz because nobody likes a Karen, you know? (laughs) Okay. All right. Fine. I mean, I think Karen's fine, but sure, Kaz, we'll go with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, I'm Kaz McClintock and I have been a podcaster for a good few years now. But out of outside of that, I work for a technology company, probably shouldn't say the name, uh, which is great fun. And in the pandemic, nothing changed in, in that I still was able to work. So we didn't get furloughed or anything. So really grateful for that. And then outside of that, I, I love being active. And that's how my podcasting came about. I did a marathon back in, I'm trying to remember now, 20, it was about 10 years ago, which is crazy to think. And that's how I got all into health and fitness. And I got so passionate about it because I started to see why my my body was breaking down. I started to see how food could help. And I just got super interested in it. And it feels so far back now that's kind of like, what did actually happen? But uh, then I started studying nutrition, um, did a couple of certificates uh, with Mark Sisson, if you've heard of him, the primal health coach guy. Um, and then I thought, right, I, I'm so passionate about this. I want to start podcasting. That's how Building a Better Body started. And I had to go and check when I actually started. So it was 2017 that it started um, and it ran to 2019. And I'm sure we'll get into why I stopped and all the rest of it. And I remember, do you, do you remember whenever I interviewed you? I, I, I remember the interview. I thought it was ages ago. And then I looked today and it's like 2018. It's yeah, not even that long ago. I know. Episode 54. <laughs> There we go, <laughs> if yeah. anyone wants to go and listen to that. <laughs> um, so that one stopped, and then I started another one. And then outside of that, I've been doing a lot of calisthenics, which is like handstandy type stuff. Yeah, nice. Doing lots of that. Um, I've got to the stage now where it's such a habit to do activity that it's not a chore for me. You know, it's my identity now. That's just what I do. Um, and I just, I feel really good for it. I'm 41 now, and I, I feel probably in the best shape I ever have. So if anybody listening uh, doesn't think... 
or does think it's too late. It's never too late and you can always feel better than you do yesterday. <laughs> yeah, agreed, yeah. agreed. All right, so let's let's jump into the Building a, Be- uh, a Better Body podcast. That's like a tongue twister in, on its own. So so you said you started it because, you know, you you got passionate about like health and fitness and so you decided you want to start a podcast. I, I guess what did that initial like, um, you, you have this idea, I want to start a podcast and then I, I guess what's more interesting is there's there was already or there is always depending on whatever industry someone's listening to this is, there's a podcast about what it is that you want to do, right? So so how did you approach, like, I want to put this show out, and did you approach, like, making it different, or did you approach just, like, I want to make sure there's as many ways to get this content as possible? Like, how, how did that go? I think you could sort of drive yourself mad by trying to be different, you know, instead of just going with it. So I started off with solo uh, podcasts because, because you would be too scared to ask people do you want to come on my show that I have never had anybody on before so I just sort of gradually did some individual ones on certain topics and got a bit more confident and then I thought they were too short because it does feel like you're talking to yourself and some people could talk for an hour to themselves but I have 20 minutes and I'm like and I'm done (laughs) Um, and then I gradually just started reaching out to people and I was looking back there just before speaking to you over all the different episodes and I actually can't believe the amount of people that I've spoken to <laughs> just by asking, you know, people are scared, but Instagram's a great tool and you can just reach out and if people say no, then you move on to the next, you know. Um, and I used to get so nervous before the person came on and then always there was, you know, every single episode it flowed and I had a really, really fun time. There was hardly ever a time where I thought oh this is really uncomfortable or I have to scrap this episode you know it all really went well so I did enjoy it and it ran till 2019. All right so before we get into to why that finished so a couple of things that you said there right I think this is a, a big misconception and I had the same thing when I started I have another podcast about app development and I I wanted it to be like a guest show right and I have all that I knew who I wanted to have on the show but I also was like, well, I can't ask them because I don't have a podcast and I need like five episodes or 10, like some arbitrary number. And then when I got to, you know, 10 episodes and then suddenly I realized like now it makes no difference. Like they, people generally, from my experience, people generally don't care. Like they like to see that you're a bit serious about it. So maybe, you know, if if you are like, if I wanted to start a yoga podcast and I don't have anything to do with yoga, they'll probably be like, mm, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but do you think that your your um your kind of like thoughts that, you know, I need to record this many episodes or I have to have a solo show before I can, do you feel like in hindsight that was the right call or do you think that you could have got guests from day one? Uh, that's hard to answer, isn't it? Um, I felt right for me because I guess if you've never done it before, it's scary and nerve wracking. So you get, even though you're not talking to anybody per se, it, it feels like you're building confidence by doing it that way. And then you feel more confident again to reach out and ask people, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I think as a confidence builder, if if you've never done it before, then yeah, 100%. So then when you have guests on the show, like how did you prepare for those interviews? Because you said like they, they always flowed really well, right? But a lot of that is because of what you're doing, because it could very easily go the other way. So like, how did you prepare for those interviews and how, how did you kind of, I guess, approach them? I guess I just stalked them for a while <laughs> to see what they were about and see if there was something, you know, specific that uh, aligned with me. And then I guess they're passionate about it. So they're kind of very keen to talk about it. A couple of people did approach me as well, um, who were just taken off. And, and then when I look back now, I see they've got quite big and that's quite nice to have had a small platform for them but yeah it preparing wise i would just check out what they're about 
write down as much stuff and try to think about a listener. What do they want to know? Because you can become a bit self-involved and kind of, this is what I want to know. But then there's people who haven't got a clue about a certain topic and you need to keep them in mind whenever you're asking questions as well. Um, but I was lucky to have guests that like to talk because <laughs> that could be different. If somebody drives up, it's not fun. Uh, but I didn't really have that problem, you know. Yeah, I've done I've done those a couple of those before. Yeah. You ask the question, they just answer it, and there's just silence. Yeah, and one word just, answer. Yeah, yeah, and after a while, it's just like, oh, we could, we could just end this. This is <laughs> this is just yeah, it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So I wanted to ask. So I want to get to like why the show ended because I think it's really I, I think from what I what I've gathered, the story is quite interesting. But before that, if if you're willing to share or just like abstract, so at the height of of like your show. Like what kind of numbers, if you release an episode, like how many people are listening to that? Yeah, well, I, I was looking at that as well. Um, funnily enough, the very last episode that came out was at the end of 2019. And it got 1,362 downloads, which I thought wasn't too bad. And it's, it's a guy who's really into mobility and it is, Instagram is amazing. So I'm assuming that, that has helped. And then if the entire show got 46,247 downloads. So yeah, it's important to know that people, I, I try not to be obsessed with the number, but it's also important to hear or to look, sorry, and see that people are listening because <laughs> otherwise, why are you doing it? You know, you want people to listen. So you need to know there's some sort of numbers going on. And I did on that show become a little bit more interested in the numbers. It was, it's exciting. I'm not going to lie. It's exciting to see certain episodes that are like, Ooh, why was that one so good? And you can tell which episodes are juicy and which ones are going to be the ones, you know? Yeah. Right. Okay. So just on that point, like from your point of view, like how could you tell which ones like this is going to be a good one or not? Cause from my other show, like I have no idea, you know, some of them are, I think are like great episodes for me. And then I release them and they do okay. And then there's other ones that to me are like throwaway episodes. And then suddenly it gets like loads of downloads. And I don't really uh, like, I still haven't gathered like, what is that? So how did you know, like, what's going to be good? What's not going to be good? I actually don't think you do know. I think it's all in their personality and how they put their story across. If it's like a big transformational health story, for instance, a couple of those ones, you know, um, people who have been, so for instance, people who have been quite sick and who have been, vegan and have totally turned their world around and become a carnivore <laughs> those ones people that were just that you know the the whole vegan thing was part of their identity and it was really really difficult for them to come to terms with the fact that they had to change to be healthier those sort of stories and then eating disorder stories as well that was a there was one girl from america um her name escapes me right now <laughs> um but she got a lot of downloads as well because she used to have a lot of issues and now she's a picture of health. So it's transformational stories. You you know that those ones are going to be the good ones, but their personality has to shine through as well. And they have to promote it at their end, I guess, as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so I, I might ask a couple of questions about that promoting on their end, but before we get to that, so did the show generate any revenue for you? So as I, as I wrote in my notes, I didn't go into it with that in mind. It was more of a passion project. And I think that's how it has to begin. Otherwise, if you're just money driven, you're going to be stressed. It's the wrong goal, right? And then it's also, it's a hard goal to work. Like how can you work towards making more money when the idea to make more money is to give people content that they want? Yeah, exactly. So to me, if it happened, then it was a cherry on top, but I didn't really want to be focusing on that. But I did have a couple of um, advertisements, well, not advertisements. I had some promotional codes, you know, like 10% off, 20% off. And that gave me a little bit of a kickback, but nothing 
major to be honest and it, w- and it was important to me to have people that uh i supported as well not just oh you'll do selling some random thing off of amazon you know but yeah there's a couple of couple of companies that were really really good to me and um i enjoyed promoting their stuff but yeah there wasn't like a you know a set advertisement that gave me money every single month absolutely not <laughs> yeah okay yeah I, I was just interested because i think people would hear like oh you got this many downloads and then suddenly you know dollar signs would be ringing and obviously for you it's a passion project so it's not like the goal wasn't to get this many downloads and then oh let's sell ads yeah in in my experience it just came to my mind there when i start trying to monetize something i start stop liking it so much i lose the passion you know it just it just something just shifts and i'm not into it anymore so yeah that's that's my line <laughs> okay all right that's fair and then you mentioned about it helps to get guests to share the like your episode so was there anything specific that you did for that or was it just people that you had were like super do you know what it? people weren't very good at it <laughs> you see people who write a, write out a whole list of kind of before we do the interview i want you to be able to want you to do this like requirements for the guest and i never did that i just thought that's just it makes me feel uncomfortable so um some of them did share but i never asked them to and i got excited when they shared but um maybe i'm, I'm asking people that are on shows all the time and just haven't time and that's fair enough but i wouldn't rely on it <laughs> yeah okay yeah no that's fair so um the first guest that i had on here is uh, he's called travis brown and um, one of his things was he had like a list of things that would help you get guests to share. It was really interesting because one of his things was just like you just give them, like you send them an email and you've made like an Instagram story clip or a post or whatever. So he was just like basically as easy as you make it for them to do it. Because lo- I feel like if you send somebody a clip where they're saying something really cool and they can literally just press a button and post it to Instagram, they're probably going to post it to yeah, Instagram. That's a great so- idea. I love that. Yeah. yeah that's something that I'm, I'm i've been like i've been putting together little clips from the episode so far so when it goes live i can just send people and you know they don't have to share but i feel like if you make it if you make the barrier to entry as low as possible then you get the best chance so just a quick interruption and then we'll get right back to the conversation i just wanted to tell you if you haven't yet subscribed and followed this podcast in your podcast app of choice then make sure you go and do that so you don't miss a future episode of inside the podcast studio and also make sure you hit that auto download button so as soon as an episode is released it will get downloaded straight to your device and it's ready for you to listen and now let's get back to the conversation so so one of the things i was interested in right is so you've the podcast ran for was it three years or two years 2017 to the end of 2019 yeah cool all right so you ended the podcast essentially in 2019 right so was did you know that your last episode was your last episode or was or like how did how did that go down Ah, that's a good question. I've not thought of that. Of that. I guess subconsciously, yes. Uh, I mustn't have had any other guests lined up. It was the end of the year and I was talking to a friend about starting another podcast. So I guess, and I think I, I maybe thought I was going to put Building a Better Body in hiatus and I might come back to it, but it's been too long now, I think. <laughs> and the reason that I ended it, a couple of reasons, um, I got really uh, sort of exhausted talking about nutrition. It's just everywhere and everybody has their own opinion and people get passionate about it and they stay passionate about it but it wasn't fun for me anymore you know um people find a way that works for them and they like it and then that's it you know i find if you try and force anything on a person they just reject (laughs) not that i'm forcing it but it just felt like i'm saying the same thing over and over again here um and i also felt like and i'm sure it's not true but i felt like i'd covered everything (laughs) Do you know what I mean? All the different, all the levels that I wanted to cover. And it just felt like a natural end. 
Um, and if you're not enjoying it anymore, you got to get out. So, uh, but it wasn't the fact that I wasn't enjoying podcasting. I wanted to evolve it. And that's why I started another one. Okay. All right. So then I guess the other question is, was that a difficult decision or not? And the reason I ask is because like, there's this thing about, you know, pod fade and, and obviously, you know, getting a hundred and something episodes is not pod fade, but I think there's this thing where some people don't start because they can only see 10 episodes into the future. And they're like, well, I can't just do 10 episodes. So I won't start. And then I think other people in your, like would be in your position where they do it when it's not fun because they feel like they can't stop. So like, was that a hard decision to reach or, or not? No, it just, it just felt natural. And I don't think, I think you can tell if people are starting to kind of lose luster, <laughs> but I don't think I was like that because if I'm interviewing somebody, I always want to turn up as my best self. I, don't want to be just half-assed about it you know um so i don't think he saw it coming but at the same time it was just a natural end i was just re- I, maybe i didn't even think about it that much i'm thinking trying to think about now what did i do and why did i come up with these decisions but it is what it is now and it's yeah it's it's not on hiatus anymore it's over okay all right cool but it's still there people can go and listen to it yeah <laughs> yeah 100 percent. so how long after that did you start the the new show it was 2020 the start of 2020 okay so like pretty soon pretty soon yeah mm-hmm. and initially or not initially instantly there's no pressure because i was doing it with a friend and she's very reliable shout out to donna she's very reliable so we always turned up we always did it and i always wanted to do one every two i think it was every two weeks one came out and set that standard and then have a break like you were talking about like a 10 episodes and then take a break and then another 10 and take a break so yeah we started that one but unfortunately i didn't bring all my audience with me (laughs) for whatever reason it's hard to tell you know who did come because you can't and i use uh, an application called fireside that tells me all my track all my tracking information in the countries people are coming from and still got quite a lot of American listeners. So I'm assuming that's some of those guys that have come across. Um, But this one became more mind oriented, like, you know, mindset and then conformity and all different. You can go and check all the, it's called Enlighten. You can go and check all the different topics, but just juicy conversations between me and a friend. That's all it was. And during during the pandemic, we definitely churned out a lot. (laughs) Although the pandemic is still here, isn't it? (laughs) And I was telling, I was telling people if if you have thought about doing a podcast, go and do it now because you can't literally do much else other than go for a walk. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say now is the time you have no excuse, so you get to find out do I like it, not like it, and I also think it gives people an excuse to try it. And if they don't like it, well, they can be like, you know, it was a COVID thing, and then the lockdown's over and back to life, and and I feel like it gives them like yeah. an easy out. I think I read somewhere that most people give up after seven episodes thinking that it's not really taken, it's not really working, but if they had just pushed on a little bit further, they might have broken through. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think people expect too much too soon. Like, yeah, yeah it's just like you have to do it because you want to do it, and at some point it will work out like, you know, people people that are interested in that will come. So. It's different if you're some celebrity who decides to podcast, you instantly get a million downloads. It's just don't even compare yourself. It's not, no, it's exactly. Not, but but no. I've also heard that people that have like our celebrity status, they don't also do the same thing. They don't bring a lot of their audience with them because just because they have like a million Instagram followers, and, like most of them might not be interested in podcasting. So the fact that they have a podcast doesn't mean they're going to instantly get a million like 
you know, subscribers. So. Exactly, exactly. It is great for them because they probably just walk in their studio and then leave again. No editing, no no promotion, just That would else. be awesome. Yeah, yeah, just record it and then it's done and it comes yeah. out amazing. So. Mic drop, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, just, a, just a quick question. So when you said that the audience didn't come with you, did you um, like put anything out on your Building a Better Body feed to say like there's a new show or anything like that? I did, yes. Uh-huh. But I often wonder, are people finding these things through Instagram or are they just going through the, the podcast store, you know? Yeah, this is the thing. I, I don't know. Like, I've had conversations with people because podcast discovery is just terrible in general. Like, there isn't a good, you know, like, you have Google, you can find anything you want. If I wanted to find, like, your Building a Better Body podcast, if I found a guest that was on it, I'd find it. Or if I was looking for it specifically, I'd find it. If I t- typed in health and fitness podcast in google there's so many of them that it's just you would never find anything so yeah i I don't know i mean i find personally now i find instagram is a a really good way to find shows especially like depending what you're looking for so like i'm looking for you know people that have interest in podcasting stories so i'll go on instagram and i'll find someone and then they've got an interesting story but then i'll find a podcast that's also about podcasting where they'd already been interviewed and now it's like oh there's all these people that i'm interested in and this show i'm interested in and i would never have found like i've googled podcasts on like the apple apps or whatever before and you just you don't find what you're looking for it's really hard so is it hard for you to find people for this sort of setup well i i guess not really so it depends right i i cheated a little bit so i listened to a podcast called the podcaster's journey which is really really good and in each episode the the woman that does it she shouts out like you know two podcasts that she likes the host or whatever so uh, and because they've she's she knows them i'll message them and be like oh i heard about your show on this show and they're super into talking yeah and then that's basically how i found it but then also through them through finding these people i found shows that they've been on Uh, and because this show is about podcasting i can then approach that host and be like oh you talked to so-and-so i'd really be interested about your show so like it's not, I haven't found it difficult to find guests. I think the only thing that's difficult is I want to make sure that the show isn't just talking about other people's podcasts because then it gets boring, right? Yeah, like yeah. if people are not interested in health and fitness and we only talk about the contents of your show, then this episode is not for everybody that's into podcasting. Yeah, that, that's exactly. And there's no point in me talking about my show because it's over. <laughs> yeah, but it's, no, I mean, if people are listening and they're into health and fitness, I would recommend they go and like, because the good thing about that as well, right, is I feel like that means there's no commitment. You can just go and cherry pick the episodes that you're interested in. And you don't have to worry about like the whole back catalog because it's, it's just, you know, you pick what you like and just don't leave the rest. So you did, you know, a hundred and something episodes. You have another show now. So like your podcasting experience, like you have a lot, right? If somebody came to you and said, I'm thinking about a, starting a podcast, like is there one important thing that you've learned that you would share with them that you think could be useful? Probably we touched upon it. Set, and I am not perfect at this, um, set a schedule. So how often do you want it to come out? Um, because people do, because my other co-host at the minute, she sent me a screenshot the other day of somebody saying they were listening to our show and they took a bit from it and it was really good or whatever. And she goes, see, people are listening because I do sometimes think, oh, sure, we're on a hiatus now for this other show. Maybe people aren't really listening and you can kind of get a bit, I uh, don't know whether to start again, but people are listening. But if you keep consistent, so say you want to do, like I was saying, 10 episodes, one every week. And then take a three-week break. That's your first season. And then start another season. So I say go for seasons because you will burn out um, and you, you'll you'll lose the joy a little bit. And then like yourself as well, batch record so that you're not scratching for a guest if, if you need a guest on your show. But if it's just you, then you can just be your own accountability partner and turn up every week. Um, 
But yeah, so set a, set a schedule. How often do you want it to come out? And make sure you take a break. That would be my advice. I would totally agree. I think that the seasons versus not is, is a really interesting question because my other show is not seasonal. Um, so I do like weekly episodes and I'm okay with that. But I think in hindsight, I probably would have started it as seasons and I would have just kept going. So, you know, season might be ridiculous and have a hundred episodes, but it gives you, it gives you the out to tell people like, oh, this season's over as opposed to like, oh, I'm, I'm need to take a break from the show. I just feel like it's much easier to just say, you know, the season's over, we'll be back. And it's like, it's like TV, right? You don't know when the season comes back, but when it comes back, you're excited. Whereas like if you're watching a show and then, you know, it gets to episode seven, it just stops. It also depends on the person. Just find out what you want. You could be buzzing and doing it every week for the rest of your life. And that's, that's you, you know, just listen to what feels good and and go with that, but keep it consistent one way or another, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So then on the flip side of that, what would you say is the hardest thing that you found from doing the podcast about doing the podcast? I should say. Currently coming up with topics actually. Um, but because the editing's fine, we share that at the minute. Um, and finding information once you get a topic is normally fine too. Uh, but yeah, I would say coming up with topics that you think not necessarily that haven't been talked about before, because pretty much everything has, it's just putting your spin on it and how interesting can you make it? Um, and this one at the minute has become very sort of mental health orientated kind of how do you how can you make yourself better mentally to show up better in the world so there's like i've covered quite a lot of different topics so yeah the the difficult thing is just trying to find the next best thing to talk about but we'll get another lease of life we've already talked about the fact that we're going to start again um schedules have changed around a bit so we're, we're we're good to go we're ready to rock again so yeah a change is as good as a rest or is it a rest as good as a change one of those <laughs> To give you to give you that oomph again, take a break and then you're ready to rock and batch batch process a few, I guess. Okay. All right, cool. So then I've I've just got a couple of like uh, quick fire questions. So the first one is what is your hosting platform that you use for the podcast? Uh Fireside. What microphone are you using right now? This is the Rode Podcaster. I've had that for quite some time now and I, I really like it with the little pop filter. Um and what audio editing software do you use? My uh co host is editing at the minute, um, but I would use Logic. All right, fair enough. And then what are your top three favorite podcasts that you're listening to right now? I knew you were going to ask that. I should get my phone. <laughs> but one that I always go back to, I don't know if you've heard of him, he's called Mo Gaudat. Gaudat, pronouncing nope. his name properly. He wrote the book called Solve for Happy. Um, and he, he thinks happiness is a choice, which is controversial. But his, his son uh, died in his 20s in a, in a routine um, operation. But he's written this, he used to work for Google, used to be a big tech guy. And now he has quit that. And he's literally does this podcast and his um, sort of mission is to spread happiness around the world. That sounds a bit cheesy, but no, he's, he has the most amazing guests. Mo Gaudet. It's um, Slow Mo is the name of his podcast. Okay, I'll check it out. No, I'll link to the show notes here as well. I have Tim Ferriss's podcast, but I've kind of stopped listening to his. I don't know, they're too long or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I I pick and choose his his ones because yeah, they're they're always quite long, and his guests are very varied. So yeah, and then there's another guy called uh, Jim Fortin, F O R T I N. He's kind of a mindset coach. He's a wee bit ooh out there, but uh, once you get listening to him, he, he makes a lot of sense. All kind of changing. To change your outside, you have to change your inside. So changing from the inside out, making yourself happy inside before external stuff happens. So it's all all mindset type stuff. So those would be the three. 
All right, awesome, awesome. That's cool. They're very um, inside your new podcast niche. I like that. Yes, exactly. All right, cool. Um, so final, final question, which is um, where can people find the new show? Where can they find out more about you, social media, all that good stuff? Well, me, I have two Instagrams. I have Building a Better Body with Kaz, which I changed it from podcast to Kaz because that podcast isn't there anymore. And then the new one is called Enlighten Podcast. And you'll just, you can just find that on Instagram. Oh, Enlighten does have a, a website as well. It's, a, it's Fireside, enlighten.fireside.fm. Um, I don't have a Facebook. I completely got rid of Facebook. It feels great. <laughs> yeah, Facebook's not for me. Like I kept going back to it because for business, people were like, well, you know, if you've got podcasts, you need a Facebook page, you need a group, all this kind of stuff. And then recently with this one, I'm just like, well, I like Instagram. So I'm just going to pick Instagram and that's it. And that's, that's the whole deal. So. Cool. And then you can find those podcasts just anywhere where you find your podcasts. Building, building a Better Body and Enlighten. Big thanks to today's guest, Kaz McClintock. Go follow her on Instagram and go check out her new podcast, Enlighten. All the links are in the show notes. Or if you can't find the show notes, you can go to insidethepod.co slash episode six. Also, as a fun side note, if you want to hear Kaz interviewing me back in March 2018 about health and fitness, that is from a totally different life. I've also linked that episode in the show notes. So before we wrap, I want to talk to you briefly about newsletters. Specifically, does your podcast need a newsletter? I recently saw this question asked on the podcasting subreddit, and I thought it was an interesting question, so I figured I'd give my take on it on this show. And so my opinion is, do you need a newsletter for your podcast? Absolutely yes. And the reason that I say yes is not because you need an email newsletter for your podcast, but the reason that I say yes is because email capture, getting somebody's email address, is still king when it comes to being able to get somebody's attention. And the reason that I say that is because with a podcast, you know, you might have thousands of subscribers and thousands of listeners and thousands of downloads every episode, but there's a few reasons why email, why I think email is better than that. And the reason is because for one, subscribers drop off or subscribers miss shows. I do, like I'm subscribed to a lot of podcasts and I do not listen to every single show so if I didn't listen to the show where you talk about your email newsletter, I wouldn't know it exists and I might not subscribe. I also unfollow shows after a while. You know, I might listen to a show for a really long time and then after a while I'm like, this show isn't doing it for me anymore or I got everything that I wanted on this topic and I'm happy to unsubscribe. And so I won't ever hear from that person again if they're not sending me emails. And then the third reason is because I feel like we've been trained as people that listen to podcasts to kind of skip over the ads, right? Anything that is not the content that we came for is an ad. And so people start talking about the merchandise that I'm selling or go check out my Patreon or here's an ad for so-and-so or go subscribe to my newsletter and kind of people just stop listening. And unless it's something that they're really, really, really interested in, they kind of switch off. Whereas when it comes to emails, yes, there's this element of spam, but there's also the element of imagine if you get an email from the host of one of your favorite podcasts and it says when you get it on your phone, it says it's from Rob J at Inside the Podcast Studio. And the first line of that email is, hey, Dave, or whatever it is your name is. And suddenly you're way more interested and it feels way more personalized than just hearing a generic like readout on a podcast. Now, we're all clever people. We know that that email wasn't specifically sent to you. It was sent to every person on that email subscriber list and every email started with hi, whatever their name is, because that's how it works. But it still feels more personal. You still might read the email and there's still a better chance that you will take whatever the call to action is in that email than there is that you would take the call to action based off hearing somebody talk about it on a podcast. 
that's my personal opinion. Plus, email addresses live forever. So subscribers might stop listening to your show or they might miss a bunch of shows. You know, I'm subscribed to a podcast where I haven't listened to a show in a year. I'm still subscribed because there might be a show that comes out that I'm actually interested in. But as of yet, there hasn't been for a while. And so I'm not hearing anything that that person has going on if they're releasing courses or books or new. I have no idea. But if they were sending me an email, I would still get it. And there's shows that I subscribed to years ago that I'm not subscribed to anymore. So they have no way of reaching me. But if they had my email address, then they could still send me stuff. And they might even get me hooked back into their show by emailing me and say, did you see the latest episode of so-and-so? And I'm like, no, I haven't listened to that show for years. And let me go and check it out. So in my personal opinion, having an email newsletter or any way to collect an email address, so it doesn't have to be a newsletter, you could be offering a free PDF about something that you're specialized in, or you could be offering, you know, entering someone into a competition, they just put in their email and, you know, they could win this gift, whatever it happens to be. Email capture is definitely the way forward. And so that is why I would recommend, amongst other things, that your podcast has a weekly newsletter. And as a side note, I have a weekly newsletter called The Insider because inside the podcast studio, but it was a cool name. And apparently these days, an email newsletter can't just be a newsletter. It has to have a cool name too. So that's my cool name. And so if you're looking for a service, I use SendFox. I'll link it to the show notes. But SendFox is a company that was created by Noah Kagan, who also has a podcast called Noah Kagan Presents. Great podcast. And he also is the founder of AppSumo, if you're familiar with that. And SendFox has a really nice interface and the tier that is free. I forget exactly how many subscribers you can have on your list before you have to pay but I don't see me hitting that number for quite a while so SendFox is a great option if you haven't heard of it again I'll link to it in the show notes and if you want to subscribe to my email newsletter which is called the insider then you can do so by hitting the link in the show notes or going to insidethepod.co slash newsletter and that's it for this episode thank you for listening if you'd like to support the show you can do so with a coffee donation at insidethepod.co slash donate or by hitting the link in the show notes caffeine is literally what fuels this podcast and if you don't want to miss future episodes of the show make sure you follow or subscribe in your podcast app of choice and also make sure you hit that auto download button so the next episode will be downloaded straight to your device and ready to go Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode of Inside the Podcast Studio. A coffee and coding production. <laughs>